Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Father, thank you for this wonderful morning. Forgive us, O oh Lord, for our sins. And as we come before your word, we pray for strength. And we pray, Lord, for guidance and for openness of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, you may be seated. We want to share about not many fathers this morning. Amen? Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. There are, today is Father's Day. So we are uh, honoring fathers. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14. Uh, it says, I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you, for though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have you not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Wherefore I beseech you, be ye followers of me. Amen. Uh, it says, I write not these things to shame you, verse 40, but as my beloved sons, I warn you, for though you have 10,000 instructors, yet have you not many fathers. For in Jesus Christ I have begotten you through the gospel. Wherefore I beseech you, be followers of me. Now, the Bible here says that uh, Paul said, you don't have many fathers. Amen. And that means that um, you have a number of fathers. And that is what I want to uh, share with you about this morning that God has actually given all of us a number of fathers. Paul did not say, you have only one father, because you don't have one father. You have a number of fathers. But compared to the number of people who instruct you, who teach you, who share with you the word of God all the time, or who are teachers, or whatever, you have very few of such people, you have very few of very few fathers relative to the number of instructors uh, you have. Are you with me? Now, for instance, you 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 may send your children to school, and uh, most children go to school from morning till evening, and you see them in the morning, and then you see them in the evening. Is that not so? Yeah, and so they they are they are in school and under the influence of the school for quite a long time and then they go sometimes to boarding school and then to the university and they are away for a long long time is that not so and so who is really training your children many times the environment the community the people out there who interact with your children are actually the ones training your children that is why you must be very careful about where your children go uh, what they do. Some Christians are just concerned that their uh, 
children would play the piano and learn Spanish, learn this language or the other, and uh, have a certain way of speaking or various things like that, but they are not concerned about the spiritual state of, your cha- of their children. That's very unfortunate. Because what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? It's useless. So, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that many people have influence on your children, but there is only one person who is a father. The father is the person who brings the child into existence. Are you listening to me? Through whose activities the person comes to exist in the first place. So, thereafter, there are many people who influence the child and influence our lives, all through our lives. But there is only, there are very few people, or there is only one person who brings you into the world as a father. And the Bible has put that person in a special category. Can I have an amen from you? And I want us to look at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 2, or 1, 2, 3. Verse 1 says, children, obey your boyfriends. Your boyfriend is telling you to do something you shouldn't do, don't do it. Amen. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 2. Honor thy girlfriend. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. Amen. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, and bring them up in the nature and the admonition of the Lord. You will notice here, he did not say, and you fathers, make sure that your child goes to such and such a school, or make sure that your child knows how to play the violin, or make sure your child knows how to do, um, how to uh, do whatever, but it says, make sure you bring them up in the nature and the admonition of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the most important thing. Amen. Now, God has given, are you there? Are you there? Hello? God has given us a, 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 has put fathers in a special role. Amen. And that special box, role, protection, is that if you honor your father and your mother, amen, then it will be well with you. And if you do not honor your father and mother, it will not be well with you. It will not be well with you. It is as simple as that. I didn't say it. If I was writing the Bible, I wouldn't write that. Amen. But I didn't write the Bible and I didn't say it. God said it. Hallelujah. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, you must know that God has put fathers in a special box. And he says, honor thy father and thy mother which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live longer. So I'm just going to reverse it, and I'm going to say to you, if you do not honor your father, now it's Father's Day, so mothers have had their Mother's Day. Now, we are talking about father. If you do not honor your father, it will not be well with you. And you will not live long. I'll say that again. If you do not honor your father or the fathers that God gives you, it will not be well with you. You know, I once heard Derek Prince say these words, and it, but it struck a note in my heart. He was preaching and he was talking about fathers. And he said, if you do not honor your father, it will never be well with you on earth. 
Never. It will never be well with you on earth. It's, it entered my spirit. And I realized that many people are not aware of the special privilege, spiritual, God-ordained situation that God places fathers in. I don't care whether your father was a womanizer. He says, if you don't honor your father, it will never be well with you. I don't care if your father had other children with another woman. He said, honor him. I don't care whether your father didn't look after you. Me, the only person I know is my mother because my mother looked after me all, all my... No, the only, person you, the only person you think you know is your mother. The Bible says, honor your father and your mother that it may be well with you. Me, my father is a very bad man. He may be a bad man, but the Bible says you should honor the bad man. And if you do not honor that bad man, it will never be well with you on this earth. Try it. Use your life to discover that the Bible is true. You can use your life. I don't mind, but that I'm sharing with you now so you don't have to use your life. Because you're going to discover when you're 60 years old that it's true. You know, God's word was true. Why wait till you, for, for that long? Use your life as an experiment. Are you the lamb of God? Do not, you do not have to. I don't care if your father didn't pay your school fees. And sometimes the daughters, they are on their mother's side. You see, I, the, I, the way my father treated my mother, <laughs> something was doing me. If I, I don't want to see that man at all. Careful now. Tell somebody, I said, careful now. You see, the way he beat her, I, I didn't, he didn't say, honor thy father who is not a wife beater. And my father is in prison. Honor him. Honor the prisoner. Tell somebody, honor the prisoner. If he's your father, honor him. Amen. I don't care if your father... Maybe your father went to prison because he was trying to get money to put you in the best school he could ever imagine. So honor him. You see, God has a, one day, I was, one day I was talking to some children who were speaking about their father or their parents. And, and I'd spoken to the father. And the father had told me the difficulties that he was in because he was trying to help his children to go to school. And, and, and that difficulty, and that difficulty that he was in was because of the children. And now he got into difficulty in his marriage because of the difficulties that he had gotten himself into. And now his children were against him. And I thought about it, how wonderful. His children would never know that his, their father was actually doing all that he did and actually ended up destroying his own marriage because of them. Now they are pointing a thing at him and saying, you bad man, you this, you that, you that. Be careful. Be careful. It will never be well with you on this earth. 
It's a very dangerous thing to lift up your horn and to fight your father. Treat your father or fathers as a bomb, an explosive. Very, you hold it carefully. You know when they call these bomb disposal experts to come and dispose of bombs? They come very tenderly, very gingerly. They don't just come and say, ah, what is this? Oh, uh, move it. No. You, you just ha- mishandle it. It could explode in your face. You'll be dead. You have to be very careful when you are dealing with fathers. And my father used to bring this girlfriend to the house every day, and I wasn't I pleased with it. I wasn't pleased with it. He beat your mother. No problem. Problem, but still, he's your father. He's still your father. Without him, you would not have existed. You wouldn't have come into this world. And so God says because of that, honor. I don't know why he said honor, but he said honor. So, many of us need to repent of our attitudes towards father. And be very, very, very careful. Even your dead father, honor him. Now, you don't have many fathers. In other words, you have fathers. He didn't say you have only one. You don't have many fathers. So let me share with you a few of the fathers you have very quickly. Number one, you have a, an earthly father, the one I just mentioned. Everyone knows your earthly father. Amen. Your earthly father. Is that not so? That I don't even need to read the Bible. It's, it's all about the Bible. People gave birth and they had fathers. That's what we're talking about. Number two, you have your heavenly father. Heavenly Father, if you do not honor your Heavenly Father, just apply that scripture. It will never be well with you on this earth. It's easy. And God is saying, if I am your Father, where is my honor? Am I the first person you think of in this life? Or am I the last person you think of in this life? If I am your Father, why is it that you do not bring your tithes to me? Because when you bring the, even in our tradition, when you work, you take your first pay to your parents. And God is saying that if I am your father, if I am your father, where is my honor? You come to church, you eat, you drink, you wipe your mouth, but you don't have time to pay your tithes. Because why? Because you think that I made me. I am a great person, intelligent I am a scientist. I am a man of my time. I am, I am, I am, I am. I am somebody. I am a student. I am intelligent. I pass my exams. I am a woman. I'm beautiful. I'm a queen. I'm a princess. As I walk, many people call me. They, they say, whoo, whoo, whoo. And I, I smile as they pass by. Because I know they're admiring my beauty. So I don't need God. I don't need anyone. I just need myself. That's what you are saying. Anytime you, you, you fail to honor God by remembering him, even in your house, some people are ashamed of praying. Some people are ashamed when they go to a restaurant and they go to Papaya or, or they go to, uh, where do they go? Nando's or any of those places. And, and the, the food comes and, Father, thank you for this food in Jesus' name. Then they start. If I'm your God, why are you ashamed of me? 
Why are you ashamed to let people know who you are and what you believe and what you stand for? Why are you ashamed? Are you ashamed? If I'm God, where is, if I'm your father, where is my honor? Where am I honored in your life? Do people know about me in your life? People c- c- come out of accidents and then they, d- they don't give any honor to God. They survive, they make it in life. They don't give any, any honor to God. Always reminds me of the man in the earthquake. Have I told you that story before? And I'll tell you again. I don't mind if I've told you before. <laughs> and he was in his earth. He was in the earthquake and, and the building collapsed on him. And true story, he was on CNN or one of the TV networks. And he was under the, under the, um, under the building. And uh, se- se- three days passed and they had given up hope of finding anybody else alive. And then suddenly as the bulldozers moved, one, here was the man, he was alive. And he was in there. Almost dead. They picked him up. They rushed him. I think it was in San Francisco. They rushed him to the uh, hospital. And they put a drip on him. Ah, oxygen. Ah, ah. He came back to life. When he was, about a week later, when he was strong, they, they came to him and they interviewed him and said, Sir, newspaper, Sir, you survived. He said, Yeah, I'm a survivor. <laughs> he laughed, I'm a survivor. Then they asked him, How did you survive? You know, under the earthquake. What, what was it like? How did you survive under? I got another earthquake story. I'll tell you another time. But how did you survive under the earthquake for so long? Food, no food, no water. Stay in one place like that. <laughs> he smiled at the reporter. He said, I am a man of strong willpower. A man of, I'm a man of determination and strong willpower. And when I determine to do something, I just put my mind to it and then I make sure that I, I accomplish it. So they went to his wife and they interviewed his wife. And they asked him, Mama, your husband survived three days under the earthquake. Do you have anything to say? She said, Oh, yeah. I know my husband. They asked her, how, how, how was your husband able to survive? She said, I know my husband. He's a man of strong willpower. When he's determined to do something, I've been married to him for 33 years. When he's determined to do something, he does it. And so they went to see his doctor. And they said, Doc, your husband, uh, your patient, he survived. He said, oh yeah. My patient, he says, he's a very determined man. Strong willpower. When he, you know, and sometimes doctors can show, sometimes when a person is sick in his bed and he decides to die, they die. Sometimes they decide not to die and then they stay. So he said, I'm a man of, he, he's, my patient is very determined. Eight days later, this man of strong willpower, he was there when he had a heart attack. And he died. Where was his strong willpower? When God has saved you and God has blessed you and God has kept you alive, instead of giving glory to him, you say you are a man of strong willpower and a man of determination. Your mouth like strong willpower. God is expecting you to honor God. He says, if I am your father, where is my honor? Thank him. 
for the goodness and the mercies that he has shown to you. The next third type of father you can have. I just want to talk about fathers today. It's your father-in-law. You remember Jethro, Moses' father-in-law. Jethro was the father-in-law of Moses. Moses had married his daughter. And your father-in-law is your father. He's one of the fathers in your life. And you must treat him with care. I don't like my father-in-law because you say he's very, very disturbing. When he says that, he didn't like me. Me too, they said they didn't like me. You're not the only one they said they didn't like. But I, I've managed to prevail and survive and penetrate and I'm still here, even though they didn't like me. Easy. Tell somebody, easy survivor. I'm a man of strong willpower. <laughs> you must be a husband of strong willpower. <laughs> Yes! And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came for a visit to visit his daughter. And he saw his son-in-law overworking himself, surrounding himself with people who had not been able to do the work. And he said, listen, you got to delegate the work and make some important appointments in your cabinet. And he advised, and he, he said, if you take my advice, the Lord will be with you. And Moses took the advice from his father-in-law. I have admired my father-in-law. My father-in-law is a man of wisdom. I have often pointed out to my wife that, listen, your father is a very wise man. And one time we went for a party and uh, all, all the sons and others were talking and they were saying when they were children, you know, we, we were not happy, he was very strict and he made us do this. And after I was saying, you know, I don't, I don't think it's the right thing that whilst your father is looking after you, you are not happy. And then only when you are 50 years old or very old, then you also say that in fact, my father was a good father. Even whilst you are growing up, you must be able to have the wisdom to see that, look, this man is a father to me and what he say is for my good and at the end of the day, it will be a blessing to me. Because if you hate your father or you hate the words of a father as you are growing up, you are likely not to receive good counsel in your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, ladies and gentlemen, fathers-in-law are also fathers. They are a third type of father. The next type of father, you can have a father of a nation. Like, who is the father of our nation? Pardon? Ghana. Foundation of Ghana. No, 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 no. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. No. President Kufour is just uh, the latest instructor. But who is the father of the nation? Kwame Nkrumah. You get it? Ghana must be free. We have a right to manage or mismanage our affairs. And truly, we have mismanaged our affairs. For the last 45 to 50 years. But when a father is around, often we don't appreciate what he is doing. I am a father, so I know what I'm talking about. I'm a father of my own children and also of a lot of spiritual children. I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes when a father is doing something, it's like he's doing something too much. Too much. 
we, we want to be free. You see the things Kwame Nkrumah did for us? You see the motorway? Just let's use the motorway. See the motorway? Since that motorway was built, 21 kilometers of it, there no other road has been constructed in this country. For the la- all these years of independence, just a road that is two lanes going and then is separated by some flowers or some space and then two lanes coming back. No, there's no road even between the two largest cities of our country or even between two important cities like Accra and Cape Coast, which is a tourist destination. Nobody can build it. Just two going and coming all over the world. Every country that is between two cities, there is something like that. And you see us driving on our road. When the car passes by like that, it's separated by six inches. Sometimes you feel the car shake. How many have been in a car? You pass and you, you feel the car. It's like every moment you are almost about to die. dangerous road. Look, if you don't know how to drive, I've never allowed my, my wife to drive on this road before. I always drive myself. And, and, and that's one of the reasons why I don't like drivers. Because I've had drivers who have driven into the post of the gate. The gate is here. This is the post and this is the post. And this is the gate. And then he drove, drove into the... This is not a, a, a driver road, road, what do you call it? But I mean, can't you see the straight way of the gate? <laughs> it's miraculous. Akoso Modam, you imagine 40 years ago that thing was built. Up till today, we can't build another dam. You see, to build a dam involves connections and talking to people for people to come around, bring money, have confidence, do this and that. We can't. All these things, we are airports. <laughs> it's almost impossible. But when the man was like, hey! we want to be free for him. This is, we are really struggling under this oppression. Oppression. He's gone. Now we built a statue for him on the, on the, on the street there. They, they say that, you know, great men, when they are around, they use stones, they stone them. And when they are dead, they pick up the stones and they build a statue of them. But that's how fathers are. And when they are, often fathers are most appreciated by when they are gone, they, you really look and say, hey, you know, it's because of this man that I am what I am. I am where I am. I have what I have. Even the school that I went. And you see, a father provides for you in an invisible way. That's why God says, honor him. Be careful. Even if he's in prison, be careful. Sister, you, may, he, you, you as a child may speak better English than your father. But honor him. There are people who are ashamed of their fathers and their mothers. I don't want anybody to see who my father is. I don't want to oh, You know, he can't speak English or he can't talk. Do, do, he, he doesn't have this or that. Hey, be careful. That it may be well with you. And that you may live long. It will never be well with you, my sister, my brother. You can live a thousand years. I don't know my father, my father. If you don't honor him, it will never be well with you. Hey, Bishop, I'm going to tell you a very surprising thing. I know that this thing, when I tell you, you realize that it's very great and miraculous. And even when I say you'll be shivering. Okay, tell me. 
Bishop, are you sure that you want to uh, be, uh, this, um, you do, you're wanting me to, to say what I'm going to say? Oh, yes, say. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you something about my father. My father is an arm robber. Still honor him. Tell the person, if it's you, if it's your father is the arm robber, you still got to honor him. All right, all right. So, and, and you can have a father of, of a nation. Then the next, you can have the father of a church. Now, there are many pastors in a church. Like in our church, we have so many pastors here. Right? But you have the one who brought the church into existence. Like in the Methodist church, we have John Wesley. There are many, many priests in the Methodist church. Many great priests, powerful uh, pastors and bishops. But there is a person who brought it into existence, John Wesley. Simple. He is different from all the other teachers and pastors. Treat him with care. Careful when you handle him. Oh, don't mind that old man. Oh, this this, uh, his time is past. His anointing has gone. His anointing may be gone, but when he curses you, the curse will still work. And sometimes fathers, it's not that their anointing has gone, but they are at a different phase of their ministry. Some people have just finished their work. They are just, God is just allowing them to just hang around, moving around, see your children, your grandchildren, say hello to people. And they finished their work long time. They're just hanging around. What do you think our Roberts is doing around? Billy Graham and all these guys. I mean, most of these guys have finished their Hennessy Hagen and they finished their, they are just waiting till they hear full time. Then you come upstairs. When Jesus' ministry got to a point, he stopped doing miracles. He faced the people so much that everybody left, was only left with the 12 disciples. From that time, it was just he and his disciples moving. Then he began to speak about death. And because the next step for his ministry was to die on the cross not to do miracles so people look around and say oh he's now depressed Judas went and told the Pharisees he's now depressed you know every day he talks, he talks, he's afraid that you will catch him every year, last yesterday we were with him he said hey, he's going to die soon so he knows you're going to catch him brother this is your chance give me 30 pieces of silver I'll organize everything you can take him now why do you think they needed Judas somebody who was walking openly they were afraid of his powers and the supernatural aura around Jesus was, 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 was unpredictable. They didn't know what would happen next. They wanted somebody inside. And that insider had good news for them. The man is now talking about dying. When a person talks about dying, usually he's depressed. Usually he's depressed. But it's not because he was not full of power or because he was not full of anointing. It was a different era in his life and a different era in his ministry. So be careful. Sometimes you are dealing with a father and he's in another era of his ministry. Not that he's outdated or outmoded or useless or whatever, but he's in a different era and chapter of his life and ministry. Be careful. Treat them with care. Fathers of a movement. Fathers of a nation. Fathers of a church. If you belong to this church, I am the founder of this church. And the father of this church. 
Amen. If you don't know, I'm telling you. I started this church years ago in 1988 when I was a medical student down the road here. Most of you were not here. So welcome. So as you criticize and you say things and we are not sure, you know, be careful. Because there are some things that nobody will curse because I, I've decided not to curse people. Oh, I, I pray, Lord, don't let me curse. Because I, I am in a position of authority. But I, I don't want to curse people. I want to bless. But I didn't write Ephesians 6 2. It's there already. Honor thy father and thy mother, that it may be well with you, that you may live long. So sometimes your father may not even open his mouth and say, hey, from today, this and that. No, but Ephesians 6 2 is there. It's working. Have a father in ministry. That's the next kind of father. Father in ministry. And the last one for today. Father in the ministry. Through whom, again, you came to be in the ministry. To work for God. That is also something special. Which greatest blessing to have. To be able to work for the Lord. Hallelujah. And in this church, many of us are encouraged to do the work of the ministry. If somebody had not encouraged you, or somebody had not brought you into the, even the first few steps, you would not be in the ministry at all. So it's time for us to honor fathers. It's time for us to be very careful as we handle the fathers, that it may be well with us, and that we may live long on the earth. God wants to bless us. And he has great plans for us. And let me tell you something. Without the fathers in the different areas of your life, your life will be different. You know, a person without a father, I don't know if, I saw once a picture of a war in Rwanda and there was a dead body, a woman, and the child was sitting on the mother crying. <laughs> Trying to wake the mother up. Mother was dead. How The feeling you have for the child is the feeling that you should have for yourself when you cut yourself off from the father God is giving to you in, a, in an area of your life. It's like you are hot. You are in trouble. Struggles are about to begin in your life because you don't have a father in an area. Because sometimes as you go into different phases of your life, God sends somebody else to be a father to you. A father. To father you and to guide you and to be a blessing to you. Honor these fathers. Remember what they say. And I believe that a great blessing will be upon you. And fathers, if you are a father, be a father. You see, when you are a father and you are somewhere, you, must, you, must, you, 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 you can easily let your children run away from you. And you must grow and decide, I'm going to be a good man. Many of the men here, you are not spiritual. Your wives are more spiritual than you. They are more in tune with God than you. You know, women are more open to spiritual things at the beginning before they have other problems. But they, they are usually most... Listen, men, you must rise up to be a head, not just, uh, uh, I'm the owner of the house and then I bought the car for you. And oh, There's more to life than buying a car. You must be a spiritual head. You must not be a wizard and your wife is a pastor. 
A wife is praying and you, and you, are, you are not interested in spiritual things. You are so dark. The only thing you are interested in is politics and soccer. But you must be a father. He said that fathers provoke not your children and bring them up in the admonition of the Lord. You can't just be there. You are so dark. When it comes to spiritual things, you are in kindergarten and your wife is in university even and she's in, she's in life, advanced. When it comes to spiritual things, you are just empty. When it's lift up your hands and worship, then you are just, you are just standing there. <laughs> you don't know the song. You don't know anything. You are just coming to sound. You don't know anything. And you are so dry. And then your wife is just a live wire. She's just worshiping the Lord. And you are just standing there like an electric pole, which has, which has just been planted. One of the things which is not good which is an enemy of the church is what I call respectability. Respectability. We are so concerned. Even when we come to church on Sundays, we are so concerned about be, being respectable and I don't want the person to think I'm, uh, and my dress and my, and my, my distant that, 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 and other things. I don't want to because you see somebody may see me this morning and then he may choose me. And I, I, look, be yourself and release yourself. You, you, some of you, some of you men. Wait, I've not finished. Some of the, some of you fathers. You know when you go home and you are approaching your wife for sex, you are like some lion. Some, I mean, so aggressive and so. I mean, it's like you, you eat and you are never full. But when it comes to church, and you stand there as though you've been baptized in lemon juice. You can't lift up your back. A few hours ago, we should have seen you jumping like a frog. It's closing time. Stand up and let's go. All right. Lift up your hands to the Lord and just pray for forgiveness. Maybe... God has given you a father in your life and you have maybe discarded him and you have, you have not treated the father as well. Maybe you are a father yourself and, and, and you, are, you are not being the way you ought to be. Oh God. Oh Jesus, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Just, just pray. Some of us need to go to our, we need to find our fathers and we need to, we need to, we need to honor them. Like God said, if I'm your father, where is my honor? Even to remember that I exist is difficult for you. Oh God, thank you. Holy, holy. Lord, you are worthy, and I'm honored to sing your praise. Come on, King of Glory, King of Glory. Holy, holy. 
I feel like singing holy holy come on opportunity to call you father what would we be would we be where would we be what would be of us what would be our standing if we did not have a father who loved forgave considered had mercy continually upon his children father forgive us spirit come lead us we have gone astray 
But today we come to you to honor you as a father which is in heaven. In Jesus' name. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here this morning, maybe somebody invited you to church. And deep down in your heart, you know that you don't know Jesus as your savior. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are here like that, lift up your hand. I want to pray with you before we close. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. God bless you. I see your hand. Don't be a man of strong willpower. Everything you do and you have comes from God. God wants to be your father today. Lift it up high. Thank you. Maybe somebody, but deep, you know in your heart, if you die today, tomorrow, you are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell. Pastor, please pray with me. Pray for me. Lift up your hand. You are like that. God bless you. If you've lifted up your hand, come to the front. Come, come to me. I've come down. Just come from where you are standing. Come from the side. Come from upstairs. Come from wherever you are. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to God. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. God bless you. Come. Come from the side. Come from wherever. Come to Jesus. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to God. Sing it again. I surrender all. I surrender all to Jesus this morning. Keep coming, keep coming to the Lord. Don't be, don't, don't be too proud, don't be too big. Pastor, play with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. God bless you. I surrender your hands and say this prayer with me say Lord Jesus please forgive me for my sins I realize let's all say together I realize that I am a sinner I realize that I don't know you but today I humble myself and I come to you Lord Jesus just as I am please receive me as your child from today, I will obey you. I will follow you. Please write my name in the book of life. From this moment, I am born again. And I will live for Jesus. Thank you, Father, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.